sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to the 50th episode of Two Sides of the Story. That is Sean Sides. And that is Tom Sides. Welcome to episode 50, Thomas. We did it. We did it, man. 50 of these things. That's pretty impressive that there's like well, well over 50 hours of you and me shooting shit at each other and at our fans. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of shade, a lot of pop cultural talk, a lot of uh, rants about things that we do not care for in this world right now. Yeah, a few puns. So many bad puns from you. (laughs) There's a couple. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not even like intentional sometimes. It just comes out and I love it. I've learned something about myself. You're a very punny man. At times. Um, so upon the 50 episodes, how do you feel? What's your reflection? Give me give me some highlights here. Well, it's been a like interesting road. You know what I mean? It's something that I've talked about doing for a long time and something I came together with you to do. So it's, it's been interesting, like super cool getting to know you too, like on a more personal level, we know each other a lot better now than what we ever have in our lives. You know, that this is the point where we're like the closest in our paths, you know, which is mm-hmm. pretty fucking interesting as well. I find that like cool. You know what I mean? It's funny when we go a couple of weeks without recording, I'm like, shit it's time to record we need to see that guy you know yeah and like the realization at certain points that we're podcasters that it's like a thing that you could almost put on your resume maybe not yet well maybe after episode 50 i mean we've done 50 of the bastards exactly and it's just one of those things that like you know i had a couple people talk to me like oh your podcast is like it's legit like you have an intro and an outro and all like it just sounds professional, you know, when you listen back to it. I listen to some other podcasts and I haven't listened to a lot of ours lately, but I listen to a lot of them at the beginning and still dabble from time to time on it. But it's cool listening to it. And I forget that it's you and me talking sometimes when I'm listening to it because I'm like, it's just fun to listen to. I won't lie to you. I never listen to it. Well, because I, I listen to it a second time when like I go through the editing process. Yeah. And I feel like that's enough. Yeah. And that is like a listen. Yeah. And then, but I don't like, once it's out on all the platforms, I don't listen to it. I do throw it on mute and give us a listen just to get the stats up. (laughs) But that's essentially just all I do. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like left wanting more when I listen to it. And that's like a good thing. Cause if I feel that way, then other people probably feel that way too. Like, yeah, you know, it's just interesting hearing like your take on things and hearing back my take on things and hearing how sometimes I just fucking spew shit out of my mouth and I'm listening to myself like, God damn it, Sean. But at the same time, Hey, that's what it's all about. Just, you know, we're a couple of bozos fucking recording a show about life and, yeah. fucking stupid shit we watch on tv so ultimately you're gonna spew some garbage from time to time and i love it yeah even i like i always catch myself after the fact when i misspeak because i'll get like excited to talk about a subject like i yeah. remember was it the last episode or the episode before when we were talking about bubba fett and i said it was bubba fett that drives the naboo speeder yeah it, it's not him it's the mandalorian that does it and i <laughs> like so like 
because it happens in Boba Fett and I just get stuck in a one track mind of like, this is the same thing. Um, but like, I always like catch myself after I'm like, oh man, I know the answer. I misspoke. <laughs> and then Sean didn't see it. So he can't correct me. God damn it. Little things, little yeah. things like that. that slip for sure. I've had those moments. I've had phone calls, texts, people yeah. remind, like Sean, that's not how it happened or Sean, that's not exactly what happened. And I'm like, yeah, yeah well, that's how it happened to you. I said it on fucking media that is out there in the world. So that is how it happened. Now your memories are just fucked up. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> hilarious. What about you? What have you learned? What do you, uh, how I do mean, you feel? it's very interesting. The person who you turned out to be versus the one I didn't know at all. Right. Yeah. So I, I always knew you were a Star Trek fan. It was like the one thing I knew that we could base a friendship on and then go from there. And then it, it like the similarities between us of like what we enjoy. And then I, I just found that very, very interesting of how we've gone so long, like without having like a real relationship that, there's just a sides family trait that you and I do share. Yeah. Which is hilarious to me because I catch it all the time. <laughs> Even Foley's excited about it. Uh, that's um, fair. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and it's just been like, you come in, you go like, okay, I watch this and you're like, do you see it yet? And then you say no. And then I get immediately disappointed. Uh, <laughs> But no, I'm kidding. It's been it's been a wild ride of just figuring out. All right, this is my older cousin. Let's like this been like like we're close enough in age where we would have always had like a friendship, and I would have like looked up to you as a kid and stuff. But like here we are as adults, really connecting. I mean, we get to meet each other for who we really are, and and then didn't have any exposure on how that person would turn out. Yeah, no, it's definitely an interesting like social experiment within a family of like because it's funny too like what you said about like you know i'm your older cousin but we met as equals you know if we'd met as little kids there would have been a different dynamic there of like i'm your older cousin you're my annoying little cousin or you're my big cousin i look up to or like you know what i mean like the way that families have that and then they develop from there into the like later years when they become equals and adults and have a different relationship so we started ahead of the game in different ways I like how you naturally assume I'd be the annoying little cousin. I think I would have been the well, epic little cousin. I would have been like super cool though at the time. So I'd have been like, oh, <laughs> little cousin. No, I'm just joking. But it's just totally possible because if I had all these like He-Man and Ninja Turtles, you probably would have loved coming over to my house. You would have been like, Sorry, one second. Sorry, man. You were saying about He-Man and Ninja Turtles? You would have loved coming over to my house as a kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If especially like age 10 to age five or whatever, you would have been like, oh, my God, my older cousins have all the cool toys and all the like, you know what I mean? It would have been like a different dynamic in that sense. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Also, just saw that you have an on air light now. That's fucking cool. Where'd you get that nifty little toy? Crystal picked it up for me. That's fucking sweet. I like that. Yeah, and it was not like a price buster so i was yeah. impressed by that i was like oh cool i've had yeah. it turned on coincidentally for the last five episodes it's just that it was behind my head because oh, i'm okay. smart it's like how could i not notice it lights up my eyes would have been yeah 
It's actually Kieran brought it up on Friday. He's like, you know, your head fucking blocks that sign and you should probably move it over. I was like, yeah, I know. Ha ha ha. And I didn't fully get that concept. Silly no. Kieran. <laughs> Telling you how to live your life. While we're talking about um, things behind us, I keep seeing the haunted plates every time that you move away it's yeah i'm doing it in the dining room today because we have a guest at the house that's sleeping in the the other room where i normally do the show so yeah there's just they're not like haunted there's like a rack and like they're placed on them they're not just floating plates we don't have magic powers in this house well i feel like there's an entity locked inside of them though because every time you walk out it focuses in on their faces so it, it just i don't know watch out for those plates is all i'm trying to say right now <laughs> one of the things i learned about my cousin in these 50 episodes is that he gets a little weirded out by creepy things sometimes like, i don't think plates because plates can't really walk and talk and shit so you should no. if plates came at me i could take them yeah i feel like you'd fuck them up yeah it's, but then but then if they came back as shards then i think i'm fine that would be the danger right they're like oh yeah hit me like you sucker into their game and yeah. then there's like 57 sharp little knives that are now going to fucking slice you up and chase you around the room. That's yeah. pretty scary. It's crazy how that we don't see that in the like horror movies. Yo, ghosts, just pick up shards and fucking start sending them yeah. their way. Didn't we just write a movie? The, I think we, the I horror think we of the haunted scene. plates. We What's that? Scene. I think it could be a whole fucking movie. Anyway, speaking. <laughs> Sorry, speaking of writing a movie, I have a show pitch for you. It's been I've been watching a lot of TNG, and we're gonna get into hopefully we'll get into the discovery finale. Did you watch that? No, not yet. We'll you talk about it soon. Bitch. This is the I didn't want to clock the act professional for one episode. Jesus, I, I didn't Christ. I thought I was doing a good thing. I didn't want to clog up episode 50 with all Star Trek talk because last episode we went on like a 50-minute talk about fucking Star Trek, and people were like, <laughs> I skipped a lot of that because yeah i had to <laughs> i thought of the idea while watch re-watching tng because i've been loving picard and it's got me back on the tng train and i just want star trek the academy because to me starfleet academy is the most ridiculous thing in the world based on what tng says how is it that they only have space for one cadet at a time what the actual fuck is that and then when they do test it, they test four people you are the united federation of planets planets and you're auditioning four two of which are human there's there's something askew anyone can join the army sean anyone can do that and then is the it possible that, though, that need... there was only one spot left in like a special course that, that we just didn't know about is that no no, no 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 it is to get into starfleet academy like yeah, it is a hundred percent to get into starfleet academy because like because like i didn't make it the same the first year either like jesus fucking really? christ like they handed kirk just like please just come here like yeah take a starship here you go have to do yeah. this oh wait that was the movie sorry yeah but also come on now like Picard be a captain, he left a spaceship adrift in space. He didn't call space CAA once. <laughs> yeah, it's so, very confusing on the early go. You can't base too much in it. No, but like what I think would be dope is so you can center it around 
either a future version of the academy earlier version of the academy you can bring in old characters as professors now like oh Worf is now our he's going to teach tactical and like Klingon relations yeah. and like shit like that like there's there's a, a thing to follow so you get like cast or four or five together young Starfleet hopefuls together and like their journey into there and then either their separation because you're going to get assigned to different ships yeah so i just feel like this is my pitch for a show so when the guys that are just like throwing out star trek show after star trek show after star trek why aren't we having the academy i think the rigor the rigmarole of going to starfleet academy what you have to like what the courses are what like how do you prepare for a test like the kobayashi maru like all this this concept has been pitched so like the um what is it the black section section 31 mm-hmm. is that what i'm trying to say here so that show's coming strange new worlds is coming and mm-hmm. the academy is another show that's been pitched that is coming so i'm told and you like like you said there's so many stories to tell there because there's a lot of depth in the idea of the academy and not just that too like as a generational show like star trek is where it comes out in different generations like you said like how cool would it be to have the students you see then one of them comes back to be in the academy or like there's so many different stories you could tell over like 50 years inside of a show like that yeah kind of like degrassi how people come back as the teachers and the old in the new shows you know what i mean like there's exactly. just options options of like every direction and different you could introduce different species like that and like so many different things you could touch on with what happens in today's world it seems like a no-brainer that they should go ahead with it i don't know if it's happening but it's been pitched yeah so yeah so i'm glad that i'm on the same fucking wavelength with these guys then because like i'm watching tng and all i want is a better understanding of how Starfleet Academy works. Why are you only taking one person? Like it's it, like the fact that Wesley Crusher has to like jump through so many hoops and going into this series as a pro Wesley guy. Yeah. Like this kid is like a savant. It Starfleet yeah. would be lucky to have him. Why are we making him do this? He saves he saves the enterprise on more than one occasion he knows more about the enterprise than the fucking chief engineer does it's a little bit yeah. upsetting that all these other guys got in the starfleet and this little lonely acting ensign get, comes up and just feels like well no i read the manual understood it like it was fucking poetry and now i'm here to save the day yeah no i completely agree with you it's kind of a ridiculous system in a lot of ways they need to kind of mend and it's weird like when you tell a story if I tell a story and then you pick up telling that story and then some guy you and me have never met then picks up telling that story, there's going to be some continuity issues in certain instances. And I feel like that's one of the things that's happened with Star Trek is that it's been told by a lot of different guys. The guy with the original vision is no longer alive and yeah. everyone else now just picks up his story to tell it. Right. Yeah. I know. I get, I get that. It's just, I feel like Starfleet is a thing where it encourages people to want to go to Starfleet Academy. I get that you only have a finite amount of courses, but a, I don't understand why we're strictly in San Francisco. Yeah. That's a little odd. Like Vulcan is a part of the, uh, is a part of the United Federation of planets. Yeah. But they have their own science Academy and they don't have a Starfleet. Like that seems counterproductive. 
Yeah, it's kind of confusing too. There are flaws, is what I'm saying. Yes, yes, this but, is true. But for the most part, is because um, like think about all the engineers that you could be developing and how like just the creation of ships on that level alone. If you just yeah. opened up like a schooling system galaxy wide you could but again like i don't want to do another 15 minutes on star trek because i know we can but that's my pitch was the academy just a quick little like you just gave me a cool idea on top so i'll pitch a tiny little one to you star trek the the shipyards so it's all the ships that like were just battle torn and come back and have to be repaired new Mm -hmm. ships being built so you hear all these stories of like oh that those ships just got destroyed by the borg like let's go try to get these transceivers out of this to put into the you know like that'd be kind of fucked up too because you see like there was a show that was similar to this premise not not star trek but what it was is uh the insurance company that dealt with the battles after superheroes (laughs) i remember vaguely you tell it like i don't remember the name but it was pretty fucking funny i saw an episode yeah um it didn't it didn't catch on it's too bad that didn't stick because it's a great like concept a side complete sideshow concept playing off another idea i kind of like that but would you do it as a comedy because that that's what they were it was a comedy yeah you have to yeah i think you have to okay if you did a serious drama and we're like all of these 87 people were murdered it'd be pretty like fucked up yeah i don't think it would celebrate yeah, because then people wouldn't want to cheer for the superheroes anymore because they'd be like, they fucking destroyed everything, like killed all these, like they just yeah, yeah. So like it would probably be like the star base where they would get maintenance done, kind of thing. Yeah, pretty fucking much. Yeah. Um, one thing we haven't talked about in a while. Take us like as you spoke about. Take us away from the Star Trek for a little bit. We haven't talked about the hockey pool in probably like. 10 episodes someone asked me about it and the reason being is that uh the sides team is pretty locked in the back bottom half of the tournament yeah and uncle john's still holding in there at fourth place trying to come close but the um commissioner has taken a lead Uh, on the rest of us strong lead and it looks like we are playing his game and we are going to watch him win his game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's right now there's a battle for second and third. Yeah. And then, but you and I, it's, we are eight, nine, and you, me and Paul are eight, nine, and 10. Yeah. You being eight, Paul being nine, and I'm 10. I yeah. keep on getting close to beating out Paul, and then Paul out of nowhere will get 25 points. And then I'm like, well, fuck. It's hard to catch the guy behind, like ahead of you. Same, it's true with me in number seven. I get a little close, and then no, he blasts me away again. The next fucking couple nights. Yeah. So right now, as long as I'm not in last place, then no one can say shit. But like, I, yeah. like I made a few clutch mistakes this year that I'm paying for a bunch of silly gambles. But yeah, I fucked up too. And you know, first hockey pool ever. I know now diversify a little bit. Is Carey Price still your goalie? No, I fucked him off. I took Laurent Moussant from uh, Vegas because he played a phenomenal game against the Oilers. And I was like, hey, he's not an Oiler, so I'll pick him up. And he's lost every single game he's played since then. So I'm like, spill out all these points for me, my stupid fucking choice to take. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, no, the hockey pool has been, like, not worth noteworthy on the show for a little while because we are not doing well. Yes, this is true. We are doing quite not well. 
It but was fun for a bit there when I was winning and then you were in first for a bit. And then there was like this, all this jumping and then everyone just locked in their spots at one point in the season. Yeah. And there's no, no movement really since right, then. Right now we're just like coasting. And like now I'm at a point where I don't even see a point in making trades. Cause I can't make the, like, I'm not going to win. No, there's, there's no fixing it now. And I'm a hundred points ahead of you roughly. And I, there's no point in me making fucking trades either. I'm too far back. Yeah. So like, so. that's kind of like where I'm at. Like I kept on like, Oh, maybe when Toffoli went to Calgary, it was like, Oh, maybe I'll pick him up. Cause he'll do well there. And then I went, I'm going to spend money to take him. And then like, what I get to ninth place. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, there's no point. So it was kind of a bust. Yeah, but that's why we haven't been talking about it weekly. <laughs> so that's where we are. But hockey's still fun. I mean, no, no, it's still great. Uh, I yeah. haven't been able to watch much since being on night shifts here, but no, there's some good matchups. And every time I check my phone, I'll be like, "Ah, right, cool, I got a whole bunch of points." So yeah, when? Uh, how long do you have left on nights another now? another two weeks? Jesus, yeah, and that's then, not too like, bad. No. You know, but then like like my last day here, and then and then I go on my day one, on my regular shift, like the next day. So it's it's a little bit, uh, it's a giant pain in the ass. How yeah. things have been running. That'll but, be interesting for sure. Yeah, but we'll figure it out. Nice. Yeah, I've been meeting some very interesting people, and I've been meeting people from Halifax and all that stuff. So it's been pretty cool. good. Yeah, that's nice about what you do is there's people that work in the other cities who come into things like this, so it can kind of set you up down the road too, right? By having these conversations. No, exactly. So who knows what who knows what will come of it. So it's been pretty pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Man, it's like been very nice weather the last week, I would say, here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And now today I woke up to a fucking blizzard. And Good. Just, it's not supposed to stick, but it's like God damn it. It's just a reminder. Like, I want summer and spring to come so bad. There's so many things I want to do. I no, no, I mean, I thrive in the cold weather. Like, I like working outdoors and I like, you know, like, I don't like it when it's too hot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to work in the scorching sun's not my thing. I, I mean, it's what I do. I always work outdoors. But I mean, if I had to pick my seasons, it's like fall, winter, spring, uh, summer, or summer, spring. Really? Yeah, I, I adjust well to heat. I always have. I don't know why. It's hard sometimes. Like the first day of plus thirty five to plus forty is like fucking tough. But after that, I just I adjust to it pretty well, yeah. which is nice. And like I know what you mean when it's like two or three weeks of the extreme heat, it gets to be too much. Where you're like, oh my god, like give me like plus twenty every single day with like partly cloudy. I'm cool with that. Yeah, no, exactly. It falls my falls my goal too. It's the best, but I always find it doesn't last as long as it should. Yeah, fair. The things you can do in the summer, like camping and staying out all night, and like you can do having... all of that in the winter. You can't camp in the winter. Well, that attitude. No, Dwayne like has been trying to get us to do shit in the winter because he always does. Like, let's go build a cabin. Let's go camping. Let's yeah. go play disc golf. Let's go shoot slingshots. Let's go shoot guns. And I'm like, Dwayne, those are all summer activities. Message me again, June maybe fifteenth, and we'll talk. Till then, I don't want to do any of those fucking things. I don't want to freeze my ass off and do those things. <laughs> yeah. No. It frustrates him. No, for sure. For sure. Um, no. Uh, I do want to get back to a certain thing on Star Trek. Have you watched episode three of Picard? 
No, I have not. Oh, I told you I didn't want to make this like Star Trek heavy if I was fully. I think up you made up. Two. I think you're leaning on an excuse on um, just why you didn't watch things. You just didn't watch them. I'm super leaning on the excuse, and it's like a fairly okay, valid one. Next oh. one, though, next episode, Thomas. Oh boy, are we gonna Star Trek down? Because like you missed 51. out on some good ones. Yeah, it's coming. It just recorded like it records on Thursday night, and it's only Sunday, so oh. yeah. Busy end of the week. It's been a crazy uh, couple of weeks here. Busy, yeah. busy, busy. Yeah. And I got really drunk on Friday. So that kind of took go. up my Friday watch time. Yeah, there you go. Um, do you do anything for St. Patrick's Day? I know Kieran's quite the Irishman. No, I did not. I skipped this year because it's on a Thursday. And I was like, man, we kind of just had like a cool chill evening at home. Had a nice dinner and hung out like that. I wore green, you know, participated a little bit. Yeah. But Friday night, we picked it up. We all wore green and then drank like the Irish for the evening. Oh, there you go. Right on. It was pretty chill, though, too. Like, just played pool, fucking had a bunch of shots, made a new shot this time. I took pineapple rum and put a bunch of mint in it and mashed it up and left it like that for a couple hours. And then I put, like, a touch of orange juice in it. And that's what we were shooting all night. Yeah, I'm sure the Irish would be really proud of that. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Not the best one I've ever made, but I'm getting old for the pure alcohol shots. I need to like add a little bit of flavor into it instead of just pure yeah. whiskey because we'll have like 10, 15 shots in a night. So when yeah. that's all straight whiskey, too much. Yeah, that was kind of my problem on uh, St. Patrick because I went out bar hopping during the day on Thursday because I was that's off. Hot. And then I ended up coming home, going to bed all before eight o'clock because all I had was <laughs> like, I think I did eight shots of Jameson. And then I, like, I get to this point where Thomas has got to go home. Yeah, that's smart. And I just, I, and I just leave. I didn't say bye to anyone. I just left. That's the but, best way to do it. Yeah. You just discreetly pay your bill. Like you get up, walk, like you're going to the bathroom, pay your bill. And then I called an Uber and went home and I just to bed. I went Nice. A good personal friend of mine did the same thing, but couldn't get the Uber app to work. He ooh. went out to the bar and instead he decided, what's that? I said, ooh. Yeah. So instead he decided to walk home and he took this path and he ended up going. There's like two ways you can take. One is like kind of a grassy downward slope. The other is like a concrete slope. He opted for the concrete slope, I guess. Turns out it was a sheer sheet of ice. So the second he jumped down and put his feet on it his feet went straight up in the air and he slammed his arms onto the ground scraped the shit out of them and then slid down this fucking concrete so he like really fucked himself up on his walk home <laughs> jesus christ no no, no. I, I do nothing of the sort just like uh, i get that um beacon that data has that goes off and just like it's gotta go home doesn't matter yeah must go home. once in a while i have that happened to me too it's like if i'm gonna i get a little too like i'm gonna throw up if i don't leave mm -hmm. and so i like it and you know it's like a primal mode where you're just functioning on a certain level yeah no yeah, i get that yeah no i've had a few of those nights uh like even josh like mentioned on the podcast like there were times where i would just disappear from the bar and he's like where are you i'm like i'm at home I'm like when did you leave and like i don't know i just had to go home no, it's safe. It's good to have that built into you because you don't want to be the guy who ends up falling asleep on the ground outside the bar no, or in a no. field somewhere. 
uh, I once worked at it when I worked at the you call it convenience store, I would call it Dabiner. Um when I Dabiner? was doing that. Sorry? Dabiner, did you say? Depiner. Depiner? Yeah. Is that Dep, if you're nasty? Interesting. Okay, yeah. continue. Um like I saw a dude who left bombed and then like he didn't come to buy more booze, but he like bought but then like on my way out from work i saw him asleep in the snow and i just had to like wake him up and send him on his way shit yeah i was in a state that happens to the best of us yeah that's how people die that is exactly how people die (laughs) good hero you're a hero tom you saved a fellow drunkard's life oh poor bastard yeah, that's funny though. I've woken up before, like I made the choice to sleep in a field, but it was like fucking middle of summer and I was 18 or 17 or 19 or something like that. And it was okay. But you wake yeah. up and there's dew on you and you're like, what the fuck? I got to go home to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's brutal. Anywho. Yeah. Anywho, so you didn't see any of the cool episodes of Star Trek that's happened. I'm very disappointed because I want to talk to you about like the assimilation. But yeah, whatever. Things that happened. Yeah, no, nothing right now. Um, I will say that watching Star Trek TNG, I watched the whole second season. And as much as I hate Politsky or Politska or Pulaski, there are great episodes in season two that I completely forgot that are in season two. Yeah. And I have to you just and then I realized that how do you say her name? Pulaski. Pulaski is barely in it. Yeah, she isn't in a lot. No. But when she does show up, she's terrible. She's not horrible. She's not the worst. She's the worst. There's worse characters. uh, No, like Wesley Crusher's better. He is, yeah. Yeah. But like Guinan, I'd way rather have. No, Guinan's amazing. She helps Picard at all times. She has a wisdom about her. She's been around. (laughs) She even helped in the battle against the Borg. How dare you? She's she's bitch and I'm just fucking around. Guinan's yeah. <laughs> the best. I like. I don't remember like exactly. You know, you get confused as to which season certain episodes are in, but mm-hmm. there's some fucking awesome ones with her. In it. Yeah, that's for but sure. I'll say this I, out loud on the podcast: No one besmirches the name of Whoopi Goldberg on my watch when I when I'm around. <laughs> right? Whoopi Goldberg. Like I'm less a fan of her and more a fan of the character she plays. I'll say that. That's fair. Sometimes that's... she says stupid shit and she's on like a talk show too. And she just has opinions I completely disagree with on certain things that I've heard. Yeah, talk I was going to keep in mind she's a comedian. So, yeah. like, her stupid shit is probably her just trying to make people laugh. I wonder if she has any stand up out there. Dude, she's um, she's a, she's an EGOT. Yeah, I knew that. Like an Emmy, a Grammy, Oscar, yeah. and a Tony. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty impressive. It's a select club, that's for sure. Yeah, not many get all four, and she got all four. Yeah, it's something to and be saying. She got an Emmy for her stand-up, or a Grammy for her stand-up, Emmy for something in t- TV, an Oscar for the color purple, and then I don't know what she got her Tony for. Maybe Sister Act? You don't get a Tony for Sister Act. Tonys are strictly Tony... for Broadway's. Broadway oh, plays. Well, they did a live version of Sister Act. You're so really going to die on this hell, eh? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. I, yeah. I, I'm sure it ha- I'm saying right now for sure it is fucking 
um, Sister Act related. I'm going to Google it while while you continue talking. Well, I don't have much more on the subject. I'm just saying I don't think she got anything for Sister Act is what I'm saying. Sister Act isn't what we call like an amazing movie. And it was was Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Yeah, I I don't know. It was pretty rough. Okay. Oh, she was a nominee in 2011 motherfucker for sister act the musical but she didn't win it for that she wanted she a performer modern really huh she a performer or a producer uh it just says nominee she was a nominee for no but for what category (laughs) it was for best musical is what she won the tony for so i'm guessing it must best musical so she probably got it for a, a producing role not as a main character that makes sense yeah so i'll stand corrected on sister act isn't a broadway play apparently she had nothing to fucking do with that i'm like hey whoa sister act is a gem (laughs) (laughs) the things we end up talking about sometimes like i didn't plan on talking about sister act today i didn't realize you had such passionate feelings about sister Act. (laughs) it brought something out in me yeah (laughs) episode 50 what do you do you just uh, exactly. fucking you gotta throw some shit out there sometimes. Episode 50. <laughs> we're grasping at straws now. <laughs> it's funny, like you said, because we do these conglomerate episodes of all these ideas and shit like that. And 52 is in like two weeks where it's like that's one year of doing the podcast. So we're gonna have like one year of doing the like coming up soon here. And it actually won't even be like a year of doing it. Like the anniversary, I believe, is April 10th. Yeah. And I think. If, if I'm looking at a calendar properly, I think we could record it, but it will come out. So this one will come out on the 21st, the next one on the 28th, and the next 52 comes out on the 4th, a strong six days before our actual year. Interesting. So, yeah, it's pretty cool shit, though. But I do think we could release on the 10th. We Hold could on. do like for the year's finale like 52 kind of like that great episode of tng where they just did like a catch-up episode on what had happened so far like the recap episodes just clipped together a bunch of clips from previous podcasts that sounds like so much work for me that i do not want to do it (laughs) and it would be terrible because no one likes recap episodes no especially also that is how season two of tng ends i texted you the other day going that's why i brought it up finale what like what the we just we we're gonna end on the best of Riker? Was he not supposed yeah. to come back? Was this like a we will remember you thanks for all the good times, William T? And then what? He's just gone. Yeah, it was weird. And like it was a popular thing to do in the very early nineties too. I remember like Fresh Prince of Bel Air did that. Like you're like the season finale. You're like, oh, it's gonna be good, and then you turn it on, and you're like, what? It's like I don't need to be reminded of what you've already shown me. I already saw it. Yeah, I just hated though. I'm glad we got away from the recaps because it's kind of over now. Like a bottle episode, it just means that it's that's the laziest writing. I want to know who pitched the like. So it's season two finale. Do we want to end on a cliffhanger? No, I got the greatest idea. Best of Riker. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be unconscious. He's gonna be going through some stuff, and then we're just gonna go through all of his memories of the last two years. Nothing that happened before the Enterprise, because that doesn't fucking matter. But yeah. only in the last two years of being on the Enterprise. Cool. Everyone cool. So we're going to see scenes with him with a beard, without a beard, and everyone's going to fucking love it. It was such a bizarre, like, 
idea and concept because maybe like i don't know the inspiration behind doing that maybe the ratings weren't great so they were like maybe if we make this the season two finale they'll want to go back and rewatch all those great episodes we wrote before or they were like guys i fucking am too fucked up right now to write another episode i drank last night like let's just you guys want to recap and everyone in the room's like recap fuck yeah we're brilliant it's not even a recap it's the best of Riker. like it is no you're right it's It's not even other people recap yeah i don't know maybe he was disliked early on or i don't know i got nothing it makes no fucking sense yeah you know he's the smoothest man in the galaxy like (laughs) everyone wants some Riker. i remember i was watching uh an episode in season four where Riker is, uh, I can't remember the alien species, but he's in like incognito as one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like one of the scientists that find him goes like, I've always wanted to sleep with an alien. And she's like, I gotta go. And then she won't like let him go unless he sleeps with her. I'm just like, typical Riker, always finding himself in these little things. I like how they like wrote that in because fucking... Kirk was such a like womanizer. He was like, "Ooh, you're a new alien species." Well, hello, you know. And it kind of got away from that a little bit. And then now, like new Star Trek, that you don't see that at all. Like Janeway had zero relationships. Even Cisco yeah. like met a girl and like had one relationship with one girl. But he's on a space station. If Kirk mm-hmm. had been in charge of a space station, holy fuck! Well, it just crazy. shows the diversity of Starfleet. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Not all the captains are just gonna be like. A green woman. I'm going to hit that. <laughs> but some of them are. And that's yeah. what's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sometimes it's just Riker just being in the right place at the right time. He doesn't matter it's if you're great. a hollow projection or a, a queen of your own species. Riker is there. Even if you don't like have an exact gender, he's interested. But, but even then, like everyone has like their womanizer. Like it was Bashir and then all of a sudden that stopped and then Worf became like the yeah. guy in uh i suppose in deep space nine tom paris was a bit of a player until he got uh wifed up yeah I mean, harry kim just rolling he was there it. he was there yeah he's yeah. just like hi um, <laughs> pretty much but like so they all have that uh but speaking of kirk we got first glance of like this new actor that's taking on the role of kirk i'm assuming as ensign yeah it was hard to say. Lieutenant? Lieutenant would make sense. It's uh, How do you feel about it all? Do You don't care? You're just like, excited to see... Like, I'm just excited to see more. The dude that took on the role of Spock when he showed up in Discovery yeah. was awesome. It's like nice, I guess, in ways. I, like One thing I was excited for, I'm not saying it's ruining my excitement level, but I was excited for like a new independent show, like the throwback. I didn't know that Kirk was going to necessarily be in it. Obviously, we knew he may be because Pike had selected Kirk to take over for him, yeah. as goes the lore. But I was just like, oh, cool. Interesting. Yeah, but it has, like, like, what did you expect to happen? Like, Kirk had to be on the ship to get yeah. the keys to the Enterprise. Like, Ultimately. Just, so like, if this is like a five-season arc, he has to be there. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm excited for the show. It's going to be fucking fun to watch. Yeah, and we're going to see like the original Enterprise, but all dolled up in like with a budget and all that stuff. So that's going to be amazing. Yeah, for sure. I'm interested oh. to see. There's so much now like content out there. It's hard to keep up on everything, as you know. Yeah. But holy shit, it's a fun ride. Well, I mean, I, I haven't had any trouble, to be honest with you. I've been, I've been keeping up. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Thomas. Yeah, because like 
it's, not, it's a huge accomplishment. Not many people can do it. Yeah. Well, part of us is like having things to talk about and we like we kind of stroll through the nerdy areas. So having that content really helps us yeah. carry on our show. That makes sense in some ways for sure. So yeah, but no, I I can't wait for you to get to the finale of Discovery because it was really good. Um yeah. Uh, this episode this week's episode of Picard has just been amazing like I like it's just been fantastic writing it's not it hasn't been bad like even a non-Trekkie fan can get into at least Picard and go like this is fucking dope for sure I like that about like getting the show Star Trek to Crystal because she had never seen any Star Trek up until Discovery and then Mm -hmm. I got her watching Picard and I'd like shown her a couple key episodes of Next Generation but it's Mm -hmm. fun to like show someone it and be like there's this vast universe of stories that you can check out mm. and i just recently went back and watched yesterday yesterday's enterprise in season three because it yeah. pertains to like the new season and stuff like that well it and doesn't it just, no it doesn't but it just like it was mentioned it kind of in a way yeah so it's interesting to like go back and check out all the q heavy episodes and all the you know throwback ones just to like get you caught up and ready for the season that's out now yeah no it's it's a great time and like here's the thing i think about non-star trek fans i think non-star trek fans never gave it a shot it just went for sure did people in space no thank you but really it is the like we said it best where it's like it's the ultimate show of diversity especially now with discovery where there's one of everybody it doesn't matter if you're uh straight gay uh non-binary uh klingon like like there is one character for everybody which is fucking the ultimate goal of gene roddenberry originally was i want a show of ultimate diversity yeah inclusion of everyone only growing i'm assuming that we're gonna see some more interesting characters as we go in the enterprise uh in the strange new worlds and yeah. i'm 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 not going to be surprised that we're going to see later on the season now introducing a new pavel Chekhov, now introducing a new uh a new ikaro sulu scotty all of them yeah all of them got to come in at some point because you kirk took over and that was his crew yeah um yeah, that's an interesting thought. I never really considered that yeah. we will see like how McCoy gets there, how Scotty yeah. gets there, kind of yeah. hear potentially more about their origin stories, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah, which is like always been great. Like, like I know that we got the story behind the nickname Bones for in the movie, but like all of that stuff is gonna come and with time and all all, all that, and it, it, you're gonna see them come in as new characters, new permanent characters. There's no way that. Yeah. You can you do a show like Strange New Worlds where here we got like all right so Spock's already there, Kirk's now Ensign Lieutenant like like he's there and he's yeah. around he's probably on I don't know he's a helmsman maybe honestly he might not even be on the ship if I recall like I think he might be serving on another ship as a lieutenant okay well even then like he showed like yeah we know that he'll he's come coming. like. There's yeah. a relationship between Kirk and Pike yeah. for sure that we're going to see. Yeah. And, but like, we also, one thing we also know for certain is that when Strange New World ends, it ends fucking violently. Yeah. And rough. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's going to be good. It, Cause that's the thing when you do a story where <laughs> we know what happens to the guy 
already. Yeah, like, and it's rough. Like that that was in season three of Discovery where we kind of like meet Pike and fuck. There was like some season two. Really, was it season two? Okay, yeah. When he gets yeah. the crisp time crystal and all that shit, it's yeah. it's like yeah. damn, like you know what's coming, and that's what oh. makes Pike such a like cool character is that he knows what his end and demise will be but he does it anyways yeah and that's cool to think of like because he does the right thing like he needs to do that like he needs to make that sacrifice so people can live yeah it's like biblical level shit yeah true leader stuff so like the the people go like that's a lot of star trek but like if you gave this show a fair shot guys you'd be talking about it the way we talk about it and then we can start like, I know that we're not a Star Trek podcast, but this is where Sean and I bond. All right. Yeah. We're allowed it's to. Good to talk about. This is the building blocks of our relationship. It started on Star Wars and Star Trek, and now we're here. Yeah. And it's like the glory days of this fucking era. People are going to look back in 50 years from now watching these shows and be like, fuck, I can't believe they had so many. And then it's going to come back again in that generation. And yeah, there'll be like, new stories to tell. Like, I, it's made me want to go back. Like, I here I am like going through TNG. Like, I'm not going to, uh, I will pick up Enterprise again, I guess, at some point. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's definitely fun to do. So I have plans later today. I usually don't make a whole lot of plans on Sunday, but I can't not do this this Sunday. I'm going uh-huh. to Collector Con today. Ooh. Which is there? pretty cool. Lots of interesting things. Like, you know, the card I gave you for Christmas. Yeah. We purchased those from a local artist at yeah. the Collector Con last year. I think it was a different time of year. Anyways. So you get like artists and like people selling like all different kinds of Star Trek and Star Wars and Marvel and comics and all kinds of shit. There's, I think there was like 120 vendors or something last time. So a little bit of everything art and we're just going to go. Crystal really wants to go too to get more cards to see if he has non-Christmas cards. Like if there's birthday cards or see yeah. if that artist is even there because he may or may not be. But it's it's cool to like go because you do see a lot of local businesses a lot of local artists that are just trying to like make a break they, you know, they got to pay to get this space. And I like to go and throw a little bit down, try to make some, uh, something happen, some kind of cool thing to bring home. No, no, that'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe I can shoot some money your way and be like, Hey, just if you see something, I would like just, uh, I'm always keeping an eye out for you. Don't worry. Because like I don't I don't go to these things. I should. I I, I really want to go to a Comic Con. I really like I think I would leave with like a whole mess of fucking action figures if I did. <laughs> For sure. I looked uh I always keep an eye out for Green Ranger because why not from any generation? I've been watching it. I went to the flea market last weekend and I was keeping an eye out for the cat, like the Oilers cat, the mascot. Yeah. The you mentioned to me, like to keep an eye out for that. And yeah. obviously, you know, I know any Tom character that's a big one, I should probably keep an eye out for. And I do because I care about you and I want to want you to have the coolest shit. So I, I always keep you. an eye out. Well, I showed yeah. you the other day that there's like a wharf, like that war figure. And I saw like, that's pretty sick. I might pull the trigger on that. I just, the only thing I have is like, I don't want to ship it to my mom's place because then I have to answer for it. If I ship it to my place, then no one's going to yell at me there (laughs) while I'm visiting. That's fucking no, thank you. I didn't quite show you this, but I'll like slow stream it up. This is what I had to go get. That is a dope mouse pad. And I don't say that about mouse pads ever. Who does? It's from 1992. 
And it's just like, fuck, I had to have it. Cause it's like a legit, like made in 1992 and that's a survivor and it looks yeah. fucking badass. So yeah, it's great for the collection. So that's no, kind no. of a funny story about this. So I saw the guy was selling it. I messaged him, you know, made him, made a deal with him and was going to go pick it up. And his name was Paul and he lived fairly close to me when he gave me the address. So I was like, Hey, are you the guy that like crystal worked with that loves Ninja Turtles? And turns out he was. So I go to his place, give him the cash, like here's Star Trek stuff. I'm like, thanks so much, man. Like, and he's like, I'm happy it's going to you of all people because he knows that I'm into Star Trek. Yeah. Very next day, I had posted a um, Ninja Turtles light switch cover that I picked up at Value Village. And he he's a huge Ninja Turtle guy. So he happened to see it messaged me and worked out a deal so then he came and picked this up the very next day for the amount of money that i spent on the star trek shit so like man maybe we just come together next time and say hey i got star trek stuff hey i got ninja turtle stuff let's just fucking trade instead i gave him 10 bucks for the star trek stuff he came back and gave me 10 bucks for the ninja turtle thing and i was like we're both ridiculous for not having discussed this to begin with but it's kind of a small world funny kind of thing no, but at least now you have that relationship, right? That's pretty clutch. Like my buddy Addy goes to uh, Virage sale all the time to try and find like the, the the new figurines and action figures that he has and all that. Like, and then you find them for mostly cheap, cheap. So that's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, like that's so. the way I do things. Like I have a lot of cool stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't invest a lot. Like I'm not rich, you know what I mean? I don't have a huge budget to go and blow on things, but I. I'm clever with sometimes like if I see something I know is like super cool and someone's going to like should have it, but it's not being represented in the right way. I'll even Mm -hmm. buy that and then sell it to someone else so that I have a little bit more to invest back into the things that I want to collect. Yeah. It's like a little, like a side hustle. Basically I've talked about buying and selling all the time, but you just see certain things where you're like, I think I can find the right home for that. And it's a cool thing. Like I, I can't bring any of my collectibles to the grave with me. So I am just a caretaker of these things until the next person down the line owns it. Like my dinosaur bones, my, all my geodes, all like all these things that I've collected, even the coin collections, all these things I have, I don't get to keep them for eternity. I am just a caretaker to them until the next person along. So when you have something in your collection that it doesn't really speak to you, but you, yeah, you pass it on to the next person. It's pretty, pretty cool to be able to do that. I find personally that, when you find a home for something that someone had, it's pretty cool. And when you find the, the last person who will hold it or the next caretaker who will have it for the next 20, 30, 40 years, it's cool to be able to be the person that articulates that situation. I have to say. I feel the exact same way about like my stuff, but I think like most of my stuff is toys really. So I feel like, once I get the collector part of me out of it, I'm going to get to a point where like, well, it's time to get these things get played with. So yeah, be a certain, like, I don't know. It all depends on, I hope the kids I have aren't like me where everything gets smashed and fucking overly played with. Like I felt like those kids yeah. in the uh, toy story three that just fucking played with the shit. Yeah. So and it's funny when you see that, like, cause I've met kids who are like, a born collector you yeah. know and they're like i must preserve the condition of this and i was not that kid either i was like 
bang, bang, destroy. And then I got to the age where I was like, holy shit, magnifying glasses, focus the sun and melt these motherfuckers. Yeah. And then I was at the age where I'm like, I still have some left and firecrackers and explosives are accessible to me. I should probably blow these things up. And now like I was left with very little after that. Yeah, no, I get that. Like I, like I had like an X-Wing and a Millennium Falcon and I played with them to the point of they're not around anymore like it's 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 insane to me that there's still people who have ninja turtles that were never opened like how could you possibly like as a kid there was the bomb ripping that shit open and like holding him and making him real life again by talking through him you know yeah yeah like the um like the amount of uh the the amount of just patience certain kids can have for just like i want yeah I, I, i just know I mean, and then maybe there's parents that are smart where like this one's for playing with and this one's for boxing up later. For sure. But then like toys are fucking was... expensive now, man. Like to buy yeah. like a cool action figure is like 25 to 30 bucks. Yeah. A it's pop. True. So imagine buying two of those. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, exactly. And having enough to like have a set, like if the Ninja Turtles, you got to buy all four turtles, Splinter and a couple bad guys to be able to have a good throwdown. You're looking at some serious fucking coinage. Yeah, which is like, I think people like rebuy the foot because they always like look the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's an easy one, at least. Like if you bought one Stormtrooper, you probably bought like seven. Yeah, because why not? Yeah, and then they all missed. I can't help myself when I see vintage Ninja Turtles. I just buy them because I can't help it. I really want like you. There's figurines you can like action figures online you can buy, um, about from like the '90s movies. Yeah, and I those want, are sweet. I want those so badly. Yeah, those, I've come close to like pulling the trigger so many fucking times, and <laughs> they're so I, cool. Looking. Like I, I I I deny myself because I gotta pay rent. I gotta yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I financed a new bed. I gotta pay that off. Like, like <laughs> no, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've told you about this conversation I've had to have with myself too. You yeah. are a responsible adult and you do not need that action figure today. Put it down. Yeah. But, but periodically, like, there was a day where I bought the original cast of Ghostbusters, like all the action figures. I saw them. I was like, I cannot buy these. And then it came to like $132. And I went, I need to return all of them. <laughs> what are you doing, Thomas? This is stupid. Like, I, like it was like a real come to Jesus moment. I went to Toys R Us, saw them, bought them, like didn't even think twice, bought all four. And then I went down and had a coffee at the food court. And then I really thought about what I just did. And I went, you, you idiot. That's groceries. That's, that's like, (laughs) that's like, that's a, like an eighth of rent. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's, (laughs) that's your cell phone bill. Like, what are you doing? I completely understand. (laughs) It's hard though. Like, and you know, you, you have these wants and, and it's like, I don't know, like, Life can be tough sometimes. Sometimes you go through shit and sometimes rewarding yourself with a gift or a present for all of your hard work that's not like practical, mm-hmm. it feels good. 
and that's what, like what I am guilty of sometimes. Like I'll buy myself a fancy coin because mm-hmm. I'm like, life's been tough lately, Sean, and you fucking deserve it. And those things give me joy. So it's like a fine line between because you can go overboard very easily if you don't control it. You know, so what I mean? easily. Um, I do There's think too much cool shit. I do think that it is important to treat yourself to something. Like if you could set, I think a $50 budget to just invest in the hobby that you have a month, 50 bucks. Yeah. You you go out one day and you find what you find and then you come home with it, but you only spend 50 bucks. Exactly. You got to, there's got to be a discipline. Exactly. But like, I like that too. Like with me, just like when I went and got all four Ghostbusters and then, and then I got one for Christmas. Like Marty got me Peter Venkman and I was just like, you know what? I may not have all of them, but I have my favorite one, and that fucking yeah. means something. Now, I have, like, I have friends that know me well enough to go like, Thomas would fucking love this. Yeah, that's nice. For and then sure. this year at the the the, the Christmas exchange we're gonna do this year, like it's gonna like we're we're, we're gonna have like the same boundaries, but like we're gonna have, like like there's gonna be a game of one-upsmanship for sure, not just of each other, but very like, much of like what we, we got out do what we did last year oh yeah and it's just fun like to have that dynamic you know and it's another way like this is like the exact same see i'm we're setting ourselves up and it's a good thing to do with friends and with family too but you and me know now pretty much every christmas forever we're gonna get something kind of cool yeah. you know like from a bro that is like i know he would fucking be into this you I mean, know the right say, gifts to get like i don't like the Somehow I became an adult and then all of a sudden my life became all about practical gifts. Yeah. And, like that's great. And like that's cool. Like I don't have to like buy myself a vacuum cleaner or something, but also like I still want toys. For sure. Me and uh a couple buddies, we have the New Year's gift exchange for that reason, because the one guy's like my family my wife they buy me practical shit i want like a way to get a cool something so we each pick a category like whether it be weapons or star trek marvel like each of us picks an idea and then we do a roll to see which idea gets picked and then that's the theme for the gifts that year Mm -hmm. and so it's and like it guarantees you if you had like cool stuff at christmas like i got socks i got a a new sweater you're guaranteed on New Year's to get yeah. a fucking bro gift from a bro that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and like my tastes haven't really changed since I was a kid. Like, I still love comic books. I still love like the Star Wars, Star Trek. Like all these, like these are all passions of mine. Then started yeah. from when I was a kid, but they just they grew. And like I don't just because I'm an adult now. Like, do I really need a blender? <laughs> Pretty much. No. How many times are you going to use it? Whereas, how many times are you going to look at a sick ass action figure and be like, "Man, that's sweet." Yeah, this is fucking awesome. And <laughs> Addy got me the White Ranger, like Tommy the White Ranger, like that was fucking dope. Like that, like because yeah. that shows, like honestly, what it is, and th- like this is what it is. It's that these people know me well enough to go, he would fucking love this. I know he's been looking for one. I know yeah. he's after it. Like I know, like he like he's gonna be so thankful yeah exactly and like to this day i'm so grateful yeah like he must have gotten so much joy when i opened the gift and just saw like yo man you you did it and i think martin got the same kind of joy for me because like 
yo man you got me peter vank man thank yeah. you like exactly just thank you like he also got me a, a a chris farley book which is also a genius gift because yeah. i fucking love chris farley like this is a stuff yeah. like and like i'll deep dive a biography forever like books and action figures these are like shit i collect so these are just like to go like not only is it a character you care about like but it's a thing like like this is your realm this is what makes you happy by yeah. all means check it out you know? no and that's cool when people are thoughtful like that for us you know it's love yeah. ultimately yeah and it and yeah i know cool. it's cool man i like uh i like cool stuff oh, no but I also i, I want to see like I want to see because we're Power Rangers went through this resurgence of toys for some reason. Yeah. And I'm all for it. But I want that for Star Trek. Like, how is in Paramount been cashing in on this shit? Like, I don't. Yeah, they never really plug the toys enough. Like, the, because there's this thing about toy sales and they think it's for the kids. Man, there's a whole generation of us that couldn't get toys as kids. Yep. But, but we're adults now. now, and some of us don't. Some of us have kids of our own. Some of us don't. You know, when you don't have kids, you get a little bit extra of that income, so you can <laughs> get a little something for yourself because you don't have to spend it on like feeding a child, or you don't have to like exactly. You, know, you can be a little more irresponsible. Yes. And but yeah, so I don't know. I try to set myself. Yeah, and there's like. Good. Go ahead. There's a line of Discovery toys and stuff like that, but I haven't even not... seen them at Toys R Us. No, they're not there. There, you have to go like online to a special fucking person. And that's bullshit the... to me. It, it is. They should be in every store, everywhere. Like shove it down our throats, like you do with Star Wars. Yeah. Like Star Wars Lego, Star Wars action figures. Just Star the Wars amount of this, different characters that. there are. You can yeah. make a bank, and there are men, women, black, white, gay, straight fucking like, yeah. whatever Everybody. category you fall into uh, at all there is yeah. one for you for sure and, and it's and so like, like even if that's not your favorite character your favorite character could be fucking anybody right now my favorite character is saru uh yeah. in discovery mostly because the commitment that his name's doug jones right the the, yeah. the actor have you yeah. seen saru walk yeah oh dude he is like with the arms the behind his back the He's won of... awards for emulating yeah. aliens because he yeah. makes it alien. He, his level of commitment to this character has just been amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, agreed. And, and the detail of costume. Like, there are people that actually get a claustrophobic and can't do the makeup. Like, yeah. They can't do it. And the fact that not only that this guy who's made a career of this. Yeah, he's amazing. He, he's, like, like amazing. No one sees his face ever except for uh like one episode and like they yeah like it was like a yeah like a one-off, but like he relays like, so much through a face he can't like relay shit through, right? Like Saru's a deep character, like you feel mm -hmm. his acting, you know. Yeah, but that to me is like the real acting. I, I don't understand how award ceremonies in like let's say oscars or yeah. uh emmys like work in the sense that if you're like the like we talked about this before where um the guy that played golem uh yeah. some circus uh, anthony circus no yeah anthony circus andy andy circus yeah 
deserved an Oscar for his portrayal of Golem, but because he wasn't technically on screen, he loses that right. But but the work he put into it, like he's in the suit, he's doing the movements, he became this character. Like that yeah. is the is this not acting? Yeah, exactly. And it's a fine line. And it's also like the snob things because the people who do it, it's like they want just the like, I don't know, it's bullshit. I don't like it. It's the same way in Marvel movies, like all the all the science fiction gets snobbed sometimes. It does. It's like you that's where you go for the best acting. Yeah. and, And that blows my mind because when you have to become something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Then you have to go into your fucking bag and create it. Yeah, there's source material for the Lord of the Rings. There's no source material yeah. for the species that Saru is. No. That dude went like, this is what he's going to probably look like. Yeah. Do what you do. Well, base him off of your like lengthy slenderness. But yeah, do what you do and bring this character to life. And uh, it's on the tip of my brain. The tele- I can't remember the race right now. God damn it. This happened right. the other day, but uh, it's just amazing what he does. And I, what do you do? How do you not love it? Exactly, and, and like it, it, it's like that, and that's where I appreciate good acting is, and like when you get these characters that literally become things that did not exist. Like people win awards for becoming someone that already existed. To me, there's a cheat sheet. You just watch all the documentaries or you watch all the footage of what that person used to do and be like, and you just do that. Yeah, exactly. There's a cheat sheet to that. And people win awards for biopics all the time. When you become something that has never existed before. Kelpian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. How do you not win? And it's just people that don't pay attention to it. And it's not as main star trek isn't as mainstream as what it could be and i say this all the time when people ask me like why do you like star trek you're into like science fiction I'm like yeah but you know what it's also one instance where the human race doesn't fucking destroy itself yeah so like you know it shows you one and because every other fucking thing humans are going to either become zombies or we're all going to be dead and it's the, like it's humanity it. at its finest yeah exactly it, like the whole goal <laughs> of star trek like do they work for money no yeah, they work to better themselves. They choose exploration to see what's out, there. and they're explorers. They're not on a mission to conquer. They're not on a like the, the like. It's this whole thing of we are here to be better and make ourselves better. And by adding to, we're trying to add to our group of people by adding new kinds of people. We only become yeah. better when new when new people come together and that's fucking beautiful. And it's so true in life too. Like everything I've talked about, like on this podcast, like even the Edmonton heritage days and why I love living in Edmonton, Mm -hmm. there's people that come here from everywhere in the world. And it's just amazing. Like the diversity, sometimes you don't agree. Like I've got friends from different cultures, like grew up with completely different belief systems than me, Mm -hmm. but we still find common ground in the things that bring us joy. Oh, hundred percent. Like, and the light that they bring to your life because they're so different and they had such a different life and path. It's like different way of thinking that it makes you appreciate your way of thinking too. Yeah, like Picard tells Worf no, I think eight times an episode because his immediate response is, "We should probably blow that shit up." Yeah, uh, we should probably <laughs> like fight them. And like Picard's like, 
fucking dude we're explorers as a tactical officer you're probably the best there is i'm glad that you're at the like you're you're the trigger ready and you're gonna fight for us that's great however diplomacy first and that's yeah. one like a big thing like we see it in this season of discovery they are fighting for diplomacy because there's been a grave misunderstanding and with the 10c and then they're trying to choose like it's a fight of should we just destroy them because they destroyed us yeah or maybe there's a misunderstanding and maybe if we can try to communicate with them we can fix this this is the thing that the world needs to learn like we're going through it right now yeah just diplomacy can be the answer and just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should do a thing and this is why i like star trek the most because it's humanity at its fucking finest yeah like they're gonna stumble they're gonna make mistakes but they're but where you make the mistakes is where you choose to like learn from them and become better then that is the point of this whole fucking series for sure i like that about like early this is discovery's message right from the the get-go when they had the klingon fight Mm -hmm. you know and they fucking had bombs inside of chronos they were going to destroy the klingon homeworld yeah and i was like destroy like you they almost taken it and all of a sudden they're like no we want diplomacy this is not what we want to be we're not destroyers and it's like it reminds us that humans as a race every single human being on this planet doesn't want to be at conflict necessarily we have our moments but there should always be like rationale at some point there should be someone somewhere who says hey is that really a good thing to do yeah you know and if more people had those people in their lives that's why we got to be those people sometimes too you know you see someone having a rough day you see someone that looks rough around there just like hey man smile at them Nod your head at them like it's kindness so this is my pitch the 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 people that feel we go to on 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 about star trek i get it but also see it for what is greatness because a lot of people just ignore the show because it's just like it's people in space it's nerd stuff aliens no thank you uh but honestly it's there's someone for everyone in it it's we are the most like it's the most inclusive show it is and, and the concept it, is beautiful. Yeah. And like, once you get on board, we're happy to have you and we want to talk <laughs> to you about it. And it, it is weird because it's one of the most shit on levels of fandom there is. Like I mentioned Star Trek and everyone just goes, Ugh. but you, have you ever seen them? Like aside from the, like the Hollywood movies, have you seen how great these things are? Like episodic. Yeah, I, I get that sure. I talk about it a lot, because, but it's something I fucking love. Yeah, and everyone should, like, there's something for everyone, like you said. That's what's funny about it, too, is that a lot of, and, like, all the people that just knew nothing about it that I've introduced it to, and there's been quite a few over the years, now are, like, fucking obsessed, and not even obsessed in ways, but they just love it. They see what I tried to show them. And You know, whether it just be one movie or one TV episode. It's First contact for me is my little bit of, like, yeah, this is, yeah, this is, like, like, this is why it's badass but like i'm like i've been getting my buddy zach i've been trying to sell him on like star trek because he'll 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 indulge my fucking nonsense yeah he's he he won't watch any of the stuff because to him it's because thomas there's seven seasons of tng but there's like three seasons of the original series there's five seasons of voyager five seasons or seven seasons of voyager five seasons of deep space nine and then there's like three other shows that's a lot yeah and it is but it's fucking awesome check it out um we are not a star trek podcast 
but we like to talk about it sometimes yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times <laughs> well it's mostly because it's well for the main thing is that it's relevant yeah and you know we have our like peacemaker talk and our hockey talk and we diversify in every different way but it's part of who we are too so and that's what we're going to talk about sometimes mm-hmm. episode 50 if it's if we've learned anything so far tom and sean sometimes go off on star trek rants or other <laughs> rants or just things that need to be said and things we want to share to all you guys too who are listening out yeah. there are sidekicks slash S- side pieces i like side, side pieces. pieces yeah exactly yeah. but you know it's fun yeah so yeah well i think that kind of does it is for that, 50 episodes is that episode 50 wow That's episode 50 man we've done 50 of these things good job thomas yeah thank you i'm sorry for all the dog barking um okay the dogs here are insane but it wasn't as bad weeks, as you think i go home and i like we don't have to worry about dog dog barking so <laughs> but yeah no this was this is really fun man i'm glad we do it fucking right um, I'm glad that we make time for it, especially when I have to like wake up for it. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's uh, the 50th episode of Two Sides of the Story. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been One Side of the Story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been One Sides of the Story. Have a great week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Two Sides of the Story. Sides of the story with Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.